Man Fights Back, episode 42, take one. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome aboard. This is Section 8 flight for Ebonics Airways. Please check your ticket at this time to make sure you're on board the right aircraft. As you have taken your seat today, we would like you to pay attention up here to the front for a minute. I am your head hostess, Shirley Q. Licker. How you doing? Also assist me in the cabin today is Shamika, Danita, Laquita, Bonita, and Miss Rhonda. And we don't know what sexual orientation Miss Rhonda is or what her gender is, but you can ask her when she be seated. Today's flight is on a McDonald Boeing uh, MD-4040 aircraft. It is a double-deck whisper jet, honey. If we run into any problem on the aircraft today, our captain is Reverend Cleotis Jefferson who is also pastor of Macadamia Jubilation Congregation. And he is assisted today by Deacon Earl Clovis, and we want to welcome him into the spirit of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, it has come to our attention that we have a celebrity on today's flight. Let's give it up and put your hands together for the complex multi-talents of Miss Latoya Jackson, who is flying first class with us today. I would like to point out that regulations do require that all firearms be securely stowed for the duration of the flight today to New Orleans. Ladies and gentlemen, we as your cabin crew is pleased to serve you. Do not hesitate to ask for assistance. However, the stewardess do not appreciate if people are feeling up on their legs. In the event of a change of altitude, oxygen max will drop in front of your face. Please ask your child to remain seated at all times and apply their max after you have applied your own max. We ask at this time that you do not spill things on our carpet and it is not yet paid for. Ladies and gentlemen, if you look to the back of the aircraft, you will notice it is a restroom for your convenience located in the back and one up here in the front. But the one in the front is for first class only, thank you. Please note that the blue water will not dissolve a hair weave. But if you are an older individual, and I notice we got some old people up in here today, how y'all doing? We ask that you please use discretion and do not attempt to flush a disposable undergarment. On Ebonics Airways, if you choose to smoke, that is, of course, your business, and the airline do not be responsible if the white folks on the ground finds out about it. The smoke detectors in the restroom has been disconnected for your convenience, but we still ask, please do not smoke clove up in here. Our flight time today is whenever we get there, we get there. At this time, please be seated, and excuse me, to this lady down here in row 13B. Okay, I'm going to have to ask you to remove your hat as it violates FBFA regulations, okay? One final reminder today, our aircraft is not a church. The combination of liquor and altitude is not the same as getting happy. And I want to announce that also we do not allow any loud talking up in here. We appreciate you flying with us today. We ask that you sit back and fast your seatbelt, and you know how to do that, so I ain't going to tell you. If you're that ignorant, you need to get off the plane. We hope you enjoy your flight today. Now sit down and shut up, and here we go.
right. Welcome to another episode of Man Fights Back, Well Delayed. Episode number 42. This is Eddie V. And this is Andrew Reed. And that was a Balnix Airways that uh, kicked off the show. It's a great clip. A little long. Yeah, it's a little long. It's funny. I got some chuckles out of it. Oh. That's all I have to say. That's why it's taken so long for us to get a show out. All right. Well, I am uh, checking a voice clip that we have that we're going to play later. Yes. It goes along with the airline clip that you just heard. It was actually a clip that Andrew E. had captured himself on our own trip uh, for a work work trip there over a week week period or a few days anyway. Got it. He's got it. All right. So we get to play this clip for you of this gentleman that was... Uh, driving the bus, we'll put it that way, and and uh, he was very informative. But uh oh, what'd you do? Well, that doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. That USB key's like in there crooked. It's all right. I recognized it. Huh? This device is ready to use. What's wrong with your laptop? It's like it's why do you always just up. assume something's wrong? Because it's all bent up. Well, you know what? Is your phone ringing? I thought I heard something ring. No. You're hearing things. No, I'm hearing stuff. Anyway, um, yeah. So, <laughs> sorry. We're gonna get. We're, we actually are open comments. Says man fights back. Back in a town. A town. We were in Atlanta, Georgia, for a uh, brief visit, stay, and uh, for work related purposes. And uh, it was a good trip. And we. Uh, it was good. I hadn't been on a plane for a while, honestly. No. It's been a while. It's been a while. Well, back in February or January is when I was last on the plane. <clears throat> so, Oh, that's right. That's when you got hitched. That's when I didn't get hitched. I haven't been oh, hitched that's right. officially. You proposed to get Engaged, hitched. Engaged, yes. Made a promise to get hitched. Ah, okay. All right. Well, I'm pulling up show notes here so I can get back on track. Um, yeah, speaking of our trip to A-Town, I have to... Uh, I have to give a shout out to Air Trans Airways. Yes. Uh, although I didn't appreciate the fact that I had to pay $15 to check a bag, I do appreciate the uh, free upgrade that I got due to my own <laughs> mistake. <laughs> yeah, because you can't tell time. So, no, I think I blacked out. Oh, I, think, yeah. I think somebody <laughs> slipped me a Mickey. So, we're leaving Atlanta. Um, I'm actually was continuing on to Orlando, and Eddie V was going back home. And uh, I'm sitting in front of the gate, like maybe. Th- 30, 40 feet away from the gate, had people sitting next to me, fired up my laptop. I was actually working on a uh, project plan, and I was kind of getting into it, you know, just concentrating, adding up the numbers, all this other stuff, and all of a sudden I realized, whoa, wait a minute. I look at my clock on the computer, and I'm like, oh, man, my flights should be boarding. I look, you know, there's people still sitting around me, and I look up at the board, and it says uh, flight such and such to Chicago, and I'm like, well, this is supposed to, this was supposed to be going to Orlando, so I walked up to the counter and asked the nice lady there. I said, "Was there a gate change?" She said, "Where are you going?" I said, "Well, I was going to Orlando." She said, "Honey, that flight already left." <laughs> Evidently, and I still don't know how this happened. Um, I was just completely zoned out, and they boarded the plane right in front of me. And she says they called my name, which I don't. I can't believe that wouldn't have snapped me out of it, but. Um, yeah, I got a nice phone call from you as I was boarding my plane, and you were supposed to take off a half hour earlier than I was. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, how in the hell is he calling me? <laughs> yeah, so um, I told a lady what happened. I said, you know what, I, I must have I fallen asleep or I was just zoned out or something. And, and she, uh, 
She said, well, I'll put you on standby for the next flight. And I said, well, I'll pay the difference if, if I need to upgrade in order to get on the next flight. And she said, I'll tell you what. She goes, I'll put you on standby for the next flight. And if that one's too full, I'll upgrade you to uh, business class for the flight after that. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. So long story short, there were like 10 people on standby on the, on the next flight. And I'm like, forget it, man. I got an upgrade. I'll just hang out for another 20 minutes and fly business class down to Orlando, which was nice. Yeah. Um, nice enough actually that I paid the extra 50 bucks out of my own pocket to upgrade from my Orlando to Indy trip. And here's the funny thing. When you're in business class, you get to check your bag for free. Right. And you get food and drinks on the plane. Yes. So there's my 50 bucks right there. Yes. Pretty much. So good for you because on my way home, I got to sit next to a big fat smelly woman (laughs) who oozed into my seat. While I was sit, while I was sitting there the whole ride home with my elbows touching each other, my hands extended out in front of me, and no room to move, with a terrible smelly odor Ooh. that would waft itself over <laughs> into my area, into my space. Nothing worse than the wafting odor. The only the only thing that was good about that is I had the window because I'm a window guy. I know, but uh, but I yes, got fought me for it. On the but the woman oozing. Flight. Into my, no, you know what really pissed me off about people on that plane? The one when you and I got on is that everybody was sitting in seats they wanted yeah, to sit the in. The wrong seats. The wrong seats. And then when you look at them and go, uh, hey, that's my seat, they'd be go, oh, really? No, uh, I didn't know that. Are you sure? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, I thought this was 13B, not 27A. Yeah, no kidding. I'm like, are you shitting me? Come on. So. Yeah, that was pretty. There was a lot of that. Well, there was a lady on the, I think it was the flight from Orlando to Indy, she did not like the fact that, you know, she got on late and of course the overhead bins are always full and the flight attendant said, well, you know, go back to the back of the plane and put your bag back there. And she said, no. Boom. And the flight attendant said, ma'am, you need to put your bag in overhead. She goes, then somebody needs to come up here and move their shit because I want to be able to put it above my seat. I mean, she was, she was making a scene. Really? And, uh, and of course, there's still people trying to get on the plane, you know, and she's sitting there arguing with a flight attendant. And finally, this one dude goes, hey, lady, the rest of us want to get this flight. <laughs> and then she started yelling at that dude. I'm surprised they didn't pull her off the plane. Wow. She was really adamant that she was going to put her bag above her seat Damn. and nowhere else. That's U.S. Marshal material there. Break out the U.S. Marshal. Yeah. <clears throat> Take this lady down. That's when I had the uh, military guy next to me. and We were both just laughing. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. Wow. Yeah, I didn't. I I mean, my flight back was okay. It's just. I don't miss ugh. flying. No. You know, I I, I'm glad I don't have to do it all the time. I'd much rather drive like I do now. If I had money, I'd fly Virgin. Virgin Airlines all the time. Big seats. Expensive. You pay for it. But uh, I don't know. I, 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 from what I've heard of Virgin Airlines, it's definitely pricey, but well well worth the space and, yeah. and uh, accommodations. Accommodations are nice. Yes. Um, what's the name of this file? Where did you put this file on my flash drive? Uh, I put it in the podcast something directory. It's the only file that's in there. Pod, podcast? Ah, uh, it's an AMR file. Yes. Do you have an AMR player? No. Ableton is not an AMR player. That's okay. Right. Oh, well, we'll save it for another. Yeah, we'll convert it. Another time. I have to convert it. Um, yeah, I don't know why Ableton won't play all well, kinds of formats, but it's kind of a weird format. It's a BlackBerry format, isn't it? Uh, it plays in QuickTime just fine. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I, can, I can play it on my phone. Yeah. Oh, you could do that. Yeah, I could play it on my yeah, phone. Yeah, why don't you do that? Pull it up Let's here. That. This is pretty funny. And then we'll... Speaking of, yeah, this is part of our trip. This is the beginning of our trip. It started it out nice. Yeah. 
This is a nice sunny day. Uh, let me see. It was. I think this is it. I would have loved to have been home chill now. On this one, the best way to go to the terminal from here through those doors, up that escalator, across the sky bridge, with the moving sidewalks and the disco lights. <laughs> have a good evening. Have a safe flight. Please. <laughs> oh, it's loud. Really? It's yeah, not that loud over here. You get your headphones turned up too loud. I don't know. Anyway, that anyway. was that was the guy on the bus who uh, talked the to me the entire time. And the disco lights. Yes. And I hadn't been in the new airport yet, and actually there are disco lights in there the new are. airport. I've been in the airport at like 4.30 in the morning, and those disco lights are about as annoying as hell. Because yeah. they're flashing all over the ceiling, and it looks like the uh, Saturday Night Fever dance floor, except it's on the ceiling. <laughs> And as you go through there, things <clears throat> play noises, and it's like whistling noises and stuff. It's yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah, a little weird. And I'm sure it cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm sure it did. So, but anyway, all right. Well, we're we're happy to announce uh, two new things that we're going to try here at the Man Fights Back podcast. Uh, one of them is a new format. That I'm sorry. Let me try that again. <laughs> let's let's start from the beginning. Hi, welcome to Man Fight Back. <laughs> no. uh, Take two. We're gonna we're gonna try a new format, um, which is gonna be a little bit more. Um, I don't know, tightened up a little bit. I guess is the word. We're gonna have some discussion. <laughs> you know, we're still gonna keep the music breaks, but we're gonna basically you know tighten it up to uh, three or four discussions throughout the episode uh like i said broken up with a little bit of music so rather than all the new normal news stuff that yeah. we do because we kind of had all these news stories and it's kind of like yeah we talk a little bit about that and i would just yeah. bring this kind up jumping so. all over the place and it was getting really the shows were yeah. getting really long yeah two so, and a half hours i think was our last one. yeah we're gonna try to get keep it to about the hour mark if we can i mean obviously if we get into a good discussion we're not gonna you know cut it short yeah you're like oh we gotta stop now let's go yep um and also the second uh announcement which is something we've been trying to do for the last several weeks is uh recording the show on sunday nights at a set time so people can you know kind of put it on their calendars or remember that it's on and set their alarms uh, set their alarms and uh join us live for the recording absolutely Uh, and then it'll be ready for your monday morning commute if you choose to um download it in itunes so yes uh, i think goal is we're going to start the pre-show about seven ish and uh try to go live around eight ish The pre-show is going to be us getting everything together and stories and collaborating and everything about the show. So right. if you want to be a part of that, feel free to tune in. But the show will try to start promptly at 8. Yeah. 8 p.m. Sundays. I think that'll work. Be there. So we thought we were going to do it this last week, but then we ended up working. And the week before, yeah. I had something come up at the last minute. And so. Working working isn't the term. <laughs> working. <laughs> working. Working as, isn't even the term. When we started at 11 a.m., we thought we'd be done by... I don't know, five, five or six. six. Yeah. Yeah. Ended up being done at, yeah, about five or six in the next morning. Yeah, so it's 3 30 yeah. when we left. Yeah. And by the time I sit down and try to go to sleep, I couldn't. I got to bed yeah. about 5 30. Yeah. So my whole week's been thrown off. Me too. I feel like it's Thursday. It's really Wednesday. <sighs> I'm taking next Friday off, though. Four day weekend. Woohoo. Yeah. Me too. Memorial Day weekend. You guys got any big plans? Um, no, I was actually going to try to take this Friday off with some comp time since all of our overtime on Sunday, but uh, I think the weather's going to be kind of crappy. So I think I'll join you. I think I'll take next Friday off as well. There you go. Um, no, I don't think we really have anything going on. You know, listen to the race. Um, yes, our, our podcast is, would be scheduled to be on race day, wouldn't it? 
Yes. That evening. I'm actually going to the race. I Ooh. think I think I'm going to the race. That's cool. I don't know. Um, but we'll figure that one out. <laughs> it never works out. I'm telling you. There's always crap going on. Well, maybe you... we'll do a special Monday Memorial Day special. Ooh, yeah. We could, okay. do, we could, you know, postpone the show till Monday. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. I don't know. That's fine. But yeah, you would think Sunday night, neither one of us would really have anything going on. But for some reason, it seems to be just busy as every other day. Usually, usually, I don't have anything going on. Although, you know what? (laughs) This Sunday, (laughs) I don't think I'm going to be around either. Really? Yeah. We're uh, Hornet Racing is uh, something that was more of a, I don't know, more full-time motorsport racing. NHRA Drag Racing. Check out HornetRacing.com. But anyway... um, yeah, I'm part of an NHRA drag, or was part of an NHRA drag racing team. And uh, we kind of stopped doing it because it was so expensive. Travel, diesel, you know, all that stuff. Parts, especially. You have a diesel drag car? No, no, no. Diesel for the <laughs> kidding. motor home and all that stuff. A diesel pusher takes a lot of fuel, tracks, cost of, you know, methanol for the race car. Oh. We did all this stuff. So we were in drag racing for a while. And anyway, this weekend, May 23rd at Muncie Dragway, if you're uh, available, don't have anything going on, uh, come check us out. It's actually Cobra Days uh, going on up there, which are uh, people who are owners of Shelby Cobras will be featuring their cars up there, taking them down the track. And we just happen to be part of that show. Cool. So, um, Tony V, <laughs> me padre, uh, is the driver of our fast uh, 1960, is it 67 Ford Falcon, I believe? Um, thousand horse motor. Jeez. Purely runs on methanol. Um, so he's the driver of that. And, thousand uh, horsepower. Thousand horsepower. Put that on dyno. Verify that. Yes, well, actually, wow. we broke a guy's dyno, <laughs> and then we put it on a real dyno. Oops. Sorry about your dyno, dude. Yeah, it wasn't rated <laughs> for it. <laughs> wow. So, any actually, the motor that we run in our car mm-hmm. came from a the Popeyes Chicken racing boat down in my in Miami, Florida. Sweet. Yes. Does it smell like fried chicken when it takes off? <laughs> no, not quite. <clears throat> Uh, slightly modified, slightly bored out a little bit, but, uh, yeah, it did come out of a, um, cigarette racing boat. That's cool. Like you see on the old Miami Vice episodes and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Cigarette racing, cigarette boat racing still goes on today. Yeah. But that anyway. That's pretty crazy. Popeye's <clears throat> Chicken, I don't think sponsors anymore, so. <laughs> we got the motor. Different demographic. One of the motors. There was actually two in that boat, but. Right. We got one of them. That's cool. So anyway, um, yeah, so Hornet Racing is going back in action on Sunday just for a day. Nice ex- exhibition kind of thing going on. Just uh, check out the car. Wow. It'll do, uh, I don't know, about 8.4, maybe mm, 8.2 seconds and a quarter mile. So that's pretty fast. Um, so anyway, if you want to come out and check us out, Muncie Dragway, go to MuncieDragway.com. I think it's MuncieDragway.com. Uh, check out the schedule for Sunday. We'll be out there with the car. And uh, racing it down the track. So uh, it's now an official NHRA track as well. So anyway. Cool. Link's th- in the show note. There you go. Link in the show note. And uh, we're going to be moving on. Boy, we got a good crowd building up here in the uh, chat. Yeah. I uh, appreciate everybody coming out. We're going to take our first music break here. Um, this one is actually, you know, we don't usually do this. It's a commercial artist. And uh, you've heard of Death Cab for Cutie, right? Yeah. Uh, kind of a new band, but actually they have a song that they have featured on Music Alley uh, for everyone's free download and to use for pod safe cool. music. So I appreciate that. That's really cool of them to do. Um, but uh, we're going to go ahead and feature a Death Cab for Cutie song here. And 
the uh, title of this one is called Title and Registration here on Man Fights Back. There you go, Death Cab for Cutie. That's a little title, different than, than what they normally do, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it definitely sounds like Death Cab for Cutie. I mean, you know, I enjoyed it. It's it kind of cool. Like it. I actually seen them on a live free preview concert series thing on uh, Comcast Cable. I thought it was kind of hmm. cool. But 
Hey, for the three viewers that are watching on the website, if you click on the video, you can actually join the chat room. If you have video. If you have video. Yes. So, more than welcome to. Well, you don't have to have video on your computer. I mean, if, if you're watching, if you're, oh, on, the, if you're on the oh, website and can uh, see the video, yeah, if you. you click on the video, it'll take you to the website. I'm with you. The chat room. There's I'm with a few you. people in there. Yes. And if right. you have video, you can actually preview to show your ugly mug on our Stickham chat program here. So, All right. Well, the uh, first segment, uh, first discussion topic. Uh, I don't know. we got to think of a better way to describe that. You know, with our new format here, we're kind of trying something out. Um, food revolution. Yes. Uh, Jamie Oliver, uh, a.k.a. the Naked Chef. Um which is kind of silly because you know it's not like he's naked or anything, but um, yeah, actually, why do they call it the naked chef? Um, he, I think he explained it once in one of his shows why he called it that. It's like just bare, simple, essential cooking stuff. Gotcha. So um, he's actually on a campaign to save our children, which uh, he uh, he had a show a show called a Food, Shoe uh, called Food Revolution that was on ABC for a couple weeks and. The whole premise was he went to a southern town, I believe it was in South Carolina, and got the uh, school system to agree, got the school system to agree to let him um, make the uh, food that they're feeding the kids in school better. Right. So, got a lot of op- a lot of opposition, a lot of resistance from uh, not only the lunch ladies who realized that they are going to have to actually work for a living and not microwave things. Um, local DJ on the radio show was basically telling me he was wasting his time, and but he ended up uh, ended up converting uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people over to this. Right. Uh, he has he did the same thing over in England. <clears throat> Excuse me. He did the same thing over in England, and with a hundred thousand signatures on a petition, he was able to change the um, school lunch program. Well, as of today, as of right now, he has five hundred ninety two thousand six hundred ninety six signatures on Sweet. his petition, and he's got. Uh, Ryan Seacrest and P. Diddy, or no, I guess it's just Diddy Oprah. now. Is it just Diddy? Uh, yeah, Larry King, Ellen DeGeneres, Jennifer Aniston. Oprah uh, Winfrey, that's the big O. Yeah. If you get the big O on something, it'll happen. Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Heidi Klum, Queen Rihanna. Uh, they are all signed it. They're all on his website here. I signed it. I actually put a little uh, put a little blurb on uh, my blog, uh, andyscan.com, so you can click there and actually go and fill out the... Uh, Petition. petition. You basically just signed a petition and adds a number. That's cool. Um, well, you can do this on our website as well in the show notes. That's true. Right? There will be a link. Well, the thing is, the school food sucks. <clears throat> it really does, and it's gotten worse. Yeah. Um, he's got some pretty good. He's got some pretty good statistics here, and there's actually a little picture if you scroll down on the webpage. It's uh, jamieoliver.com. Um, both of these meals meet the federal nutrition standards. One of them is some pasta, salad, piece of bread, and orange and white milk. Mm-hmm. The other one is a some sort of pattied meat on a bun, strawberry milk, uh, sugar jello, and a um, fried uh, like hash brown thing that, like what you get at McDonald's. I think I'd rather have the fried hash brown, the jello, <laughs> and the uh, meat substance on a bun. Would you? Okay. Well, you know, it meets the federal nutrition <laughs> And the strawberry milk. The strawberry milk is the topper on that one. Yeah. No, I, I, but I understand. I mean, you don't want the... The crap. Yeah. Well, my my daughter eats lunch at school, and half the time she said she just eats a bagel or something because the food doesn't look very good. No, it doesn't. And the she, chicken sandwiches there are disgusting. Yeah. And they always have those little, you know, those little bony things that are in there. It's like processed chicken. It's gristle. So it's it's like the hard things, and you hurt your teeth on them, yeah, and it's, good, that just grosses me out. Because it's mechanically separated chicken. It's the cheapest chicken you can get. Yeah. 
and, and that's what they're feeding the kids. Grosses me out. So to no end. I'm all for it. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I like to cook so much at home is I know what uh, I'm feeding myself and feeding my family. Um, and I think I've hopefully instilled uh, some nutrition stuff, you know, in, in my kids to, um, you know, it doesn't have to have a lot of sugar. It doesn't have to have a lot of salt. Uh, it should be fresh. It should be purchased locally. Uh, mm-hmm. We go to farmer's markets all the time. Actually, I just stopped at a uh, organic meat uh, place over in Avon the other day and, and picked up some uh, some handmade bratwurst that were really good. Organic uh, meat? Yeah. It's, you know, like free, they have free range chicken eggs. Um, that's really good bacon is all, and all this stuff was handmade. It was, it wasn't like made with a machine. It was made locally. It was made in, uh, just West of Avon a little bit on their farm. Oh, cool. It really didn't cost that much more than what stuff. It cost a little bit more, like maybe 20% more, 10, 20% more. But I mean, if it's good, you know, to me, if this stuff is good, I'll enjoy it better right. than if it's cheap. Right. You know? Well, what about uh fresh market? I mean, I, I like their stuff. Good. You know, honestly, I mean, uh, since we've we've started getting fresh market, we have like fresh market Sundays at, at home yeah. or Saturdays with date night, so to say. And, and when we go to fresh market, um, you know, we we've realized that it's a little, it may be a little more expensive, but it's not that expensive. Uh, we've had some people uh, make some knocks about uh, um, rich market. Have you ever heard that? No. People say that. Yeah. Somebody said, oh, well, we can't afford to go to rich market. Well, be honest with you. It's cheaper. Than, it's just yeah. as you know, cheap as the grocery store. The store. Their meat no department different. is, I would say in most cases, you can get a better quality ribeye steak for 2 or $3 a pound less than you would pay at Marsh, Kroger, Meyer, oh, whatever. Yeah. You know, well, and it's, t- it's better quality. I'll tell you the ground beef is way better quality. Yes. Because... It it doesn't drip and grease and ooze out crap of it when you're cooking it. It uh-huh. doesn't look gray, like a grayish color. Yeah. When you cook it, it actually browns. And I don't know what the difference is. It's probably fillers and shit that they throw in. Less them. fat, better fat. better quality meat. Well, they actually, they don't, um, their pork, their ground pork and their uh, ground beef, if they don't sell it that day, they get rid of it. They, they Actually, I think they donate it to food pantries or something. They there. give it to Marsh. Yeah. They probably <laughs> sell it to Marsh, yeah. So, you know, a lot of stuff. I've had to wait there before. I mean, whenever we make meatballs... Right. I always do it with beef, pork, and veal. Hmm. And uh, very rarely do they have much ground veal available um, because a lot of people don't, or ground pork even for that matter, because a lot of people don't buy it. But right. they take, you know, I pick out a pork chop or a piece of, you know, pork loin that I want and they'll grind it up for me. And huh, that's cool. Wow. So. Yeah, I've, I've just noticed overall, I've noticed a lot about food. Sorry, we're kind of getting over the school topic here, but eh, it's all yeah, tied together. It all goes together. Um, food is food. And anymore, there seems to be. Uh, some there's a problem with food. I don't know what it is. I think you know. I, I was starting to. I was starting to laugh a little bit because at night, some of you know, I listen to Coast to Coast AM, <laughs> and it's considered the freaks conspiracy theory show. But honestly, you know, lately they've been having these commercials about uh, buying, investing in food, really, rather than precious metals, stock markets, everything else. That's odd. Um, there is actually a food bunker stored in limestone caves down in southern Indiana that is a business. Seriously? they actually Yes, they have food in there that will last for 60 years. That's very interesting. I know they have a seed bank that Bill Gates and yeah, somebody that's else is working on. Yeah. I thought it was in the United States. I thought it was, was it in Europe. Okay, but they're you know saving seeds and stuff just in case. That's very interesting. I didn't know they had a food bank. Yeah, it's actually a food bank. In the food commercials, bunker? you actually invest into food. And um, as Chris here has uh, been uh, investing in his four-pack of Guinness tonight, that's good. Uh, that's not really a food group. 
I don't think. Maybe. I don't know. Stuff's like motor oil. But, um, Are you kidding me? It's what the monks used to live off of when they were feasting well, or guess? fasting. Or what? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's liquid bread. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Yeah. It's, only, it's only 125 calories. Liquid motor oil. Um, <laughs> you go, Chris. I have my Guinness shirt on right now, so I'm with you. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, he does. Um, but uh, anyway, you can invest into food, and if there is a food shortage, you are covered because you have invested in this company that supplies food. And uh, I thought it was kind of interesting because we've heard a lot about tomatoes lately. Tomato shortage. Yep. Actually, yeah, I had a little uh, ditty on that. Oh, do you? oh okay. Right. Yes, that's coming up uh, shortly. Yes, you did. Well, and it all ties in. This yeah, is, this is food. This is the food corner. So you know, we and I've noticed much. more places such as um, well, I won't I won't say it, but there's a sandwich place that offers five dollar sandwiches that have been on all over TV lately. I've noticed a lot of them that I've been visiting. Have a third been, of a meter long sandwich. Yes, ah. yes, they've been um, shorting you on meat. Underground Mass Transit Inc. And uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and. Uh, so they short you on the um, amount of materials that they put on your sandwich anymore. And uh, the other thing I've noticed about the grocery stores, Shalimar just went, now, okay, when you go to the grocery store, I mean, yeah, you check the dates to make sure it's not going to expire the next week or so. Like right. if, it, if it'll last for three weeks, you obviously don't want it to expire in a week. There's, there are places, there's a store that begins with an M and ends with an R, and they stock their shelves with stuff that's three years old that's expired three years ago. You're kidding me. No. And she has told them about it. I've they never s- noticed that because I go to that store. They would, said that they would take care of it, and she went back again, and there was still the same stuff was on the shelf, and that was over a week later. Wow. So A1 Steak Sauce, for example, we actually she bought a bottle of A1 Steak Sauce that expired in 2006. Wow. Yeah. Brand new bottle. Um, wow! Lately, um, we've been start. We started to buy organic milk, um, which is good. Which is great. I think it tastes really close uh, to regular milk, but um, it's a little more expensive. Not much. Well, it tastes like milk is supposed to taste like. Yeah, it does. It actually does. It tastes really good, especially with cookies. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, this milk lasts for like a month. Wow! Uh, we bought milk. I don't know three weeks ago. It doesn't expire till the twentieth, till tomorrow. And it was still fine. It actually lasts longer than the expiration date. Um, but most milk that we've been buying from this store anymore has expired before the date on the jug. See, my son and I drink lactose-free milk, and it lasts forever, too. Right, right. I mean, right. weeks and weeks and weeks. And Which is great. I think it's the way it should be. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, I don't know what it is, because when I was a kid, buying regular milk, not that there was no organic. Right. There was none of that. Um, there probably was lactose-free, but... But buying regular 2% milk, it would actually, you know, be good for a week after the expiration date. Not the case anymore. See, we always just bought vitamin D milk, just whole milk. Oh, really? Well, yeah. so, that's what I grew up on. So anytime I have 2% milk to me, it just tastes like water. Ah, huh, wow. Skim milk tastes like water. To yeah, me. skim milk is pretty bad. Um, but, <clears> you know, and we've noticed with this other things with the fruit, like within a week, an orange had completely rotted into a ball of mold. Complete green, gray, wow, orange inside of a bag. Because I kept smelling something in the kitchen. I'm like, what the hell does that smell? It yeah, there's nothing fruity. worse than rotten. Yeah, and fruit. so I looked around, and there's dust on the counter. I'm like, where's this dust coming from? It was actually the mold falling off the of mold this spores, thing. Yeah, and that thing, that bag was only a week old. Wow. So it was. It's ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. There's, Cat must have peed on it or something. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but uh, 
I don't know, man. It's it's nuts. Uh, food's really taking a downturn, I think, and, and and I think in the schools as well. Um, I remember when I was in school, the food sucked anyway. I hated it. Yeah, and I can't imagine it's gotten any worse, any better. No, it's fatty. It's greasy. It's processed. Very processed. Over and over. You know, it's all about the almighty dollar. Yeah. But uh, I do have an article that I'm going to put in the show notes about the fast food chains facing the tomato famine. Uh, fast foods from CNNMoney.com. Fast food joints are scrambling to find an alternative source for one of America's favorite sandwich toppings. They which are. Which I thought was mayonnaise. Um, after a winter freeze <laughs> took a huge bite out of Florida's tomato harvest due to unusually cold winter weather, 60 to 70% of tomato of Florida's tomato crop was destroyed. Wow. So a 25-pound box of tomatoes from South Florida is selling for $30, up more than 300% from a year ago. Jesus. And there's also, not only this, uh, there's also a tomato blight that's hitting home growers. What's a blight? Like a disease? Yeah, it's like a disease. Huh. <clears throat> so I grew tomatoes last year and didn't have any problem, but I heard that you know last year a lot of people were having problems with this tomato blight, and hmm. I guess this year it's even worse. So That's nuts, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe you should buy those upside down tomato plants. I've seen those. Yeah, they work. Evidently, I've heard. I've heard good things about them. I heard it really works. As hmm. seen on TV, man. I've seen the commercials. They look great. I just want to get some grow lights and just grow stuff in my basement. What kind of stuff are you want to grow in your basement? Herbs. <laughs> Herbs. Uh, by the way, um, the new thing is K two, right? That we've heard. Did you, oh, you asked me yeah. about that. This the, new K two drug. Yeah, it's it's an actual <clears throat> potpourri that kids are smoking. So if you ever hear any kids talking about K two, it's probably bad. But K two herbal incense. Yeah, it's an incense, and kids are smoking it as an alternative to weed, and because it is legal in Indiana, it is legal to smoke it. Probably not for too much longer, but they've already had one reported death of someone dying. So and you can get it at K two for less dot com. Yeah, I bet you can. <laughs> so with a pipe too, right? Yeah. So what is this stuff? It, it's a it's a treated potpourri plant. It's 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 like a herb. It's herbs and um, it's herbs and it's treated chemically. Holy crap! A half a kilogram bulk, which is two hundred fifty grams, is selling for nine hundred ninety five dollars online. Really? Yeah. It's supposed to be cheap. Uh. Well, here's. Was that like a truckload for nine hundred ninety bucks? No, that... it was. Uh, here's three grams. Three grams for thirty seven ninety five. Jesus. Well, because people are smoking it. Uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, let me see, the most popular herbal incense by far, the K2 Summit Incense Blend, was developed for maximum demographic exposure. The end result was K2 Summit. Working with the original base K2 Botanicals and Herbs and new ingredients, a blend was created that adds, among other herbal ingredients, extract of rose and bay bean to create a sensational aroma more popular than ever thought possible. Yeah, well, and that was wow. considered chemicals. That they soak this crap in. Oh, this is pretty nuts. That people's the people are doing it already. Banning K two over some of the Missouri countries. Really? Wow. That would be uh, counties. Counties. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't read. I'm gonna learn to read. <laughs> so when I search for K two online, all I get is a damn mountain. Well, you probably need to buy some. <laughs> I don't know, man. This stuff's crazy, but it's legal in Indiana right now to buy it. I'm sure that's going to change as everything. People just can't learn how to take care of themselves. What was so the, the other stuff that everybody was smoking? Uh, weed? No. Stevia? Or, no, Stevia is a sweetener. What's the other stuff that was real popular, too? <sighs> I have no idea. I don't know. That's legal, also. Get off the K2 head. Yes, I know. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, but, yeah, this this stuff's crazy. I've been seeing this. but I'm trying to find your food bunker. Uh, we may have to talk about that next time. I haven't been able to find it yet. 
go to coast to coast uh go to coast to coast dot com i believe there's i guarantee there's a there's an ad there it's always it's on every night every night when i listen to it or when i try to listen to it there's always an ad they play that thing constantly um but yes they've been using limestone i guess the limestone caves down in southern indiana actually help preserve food very well hmm. uh natural cooling and uh good environment for food storage so that's what i've been told there that's what i've heard or whatever awesome oh foodsdirect.com buy is three, that what it is buy three get one free no that's just no i don't know so anyway i'll uh i'll let you know but uh let i'll know. try to find something about it put it on one of our discussion topics for the next show but cool yeah, i'm very interested in that yeah i i mean it's interesting to see because you i mean you just have all these things at one time going on you got food that's going bad sooner you've got these uh shortages in food um you know the rumor the whole story is is that people are going to go back to growing their own food yeah not if the government has anything to say about it community uh community food farming and or whatever it is i mean they're actually saying that uh, communities are going to start growing their own food again because of food shortages and it's going to be the next hot commodity, that mm. and water. That's what yeah, I'm hearing. No kidding. Forget gold, forget silver. It's going to be food and water. Water. But I've got a gun, or several of them. So stay away from my fridge. Um, <laughs> that's right. Oh, so anyway, all right. Um, cool. Do you have anything more? I'm sorry, I kinda, no. We kind of went off your you tomatoes. Know what? We were talking about the food revolution. Okay, I try to stay on topic. Revolution. Although I started talking about K2. Which right. is not a food. We just do not promote anyone smoking. In fact, you're dumbass if you do. There you go. That's all I got to say about that. It's getting dark in here. It is getting dark. Um, do we want to move on to our next music break? Sure. It actually doesn't. Ooh, God, you just killed the camera. Did I kill the camera? No, it's fine now. Right. Auto iris. Yeah, that's um, good. So anyway, should we move on to our... Bring it. Our next uh, music break here. What's topic two? Whatever your next topic is. Oh, you didn't put my topics in there? No. We'll talk about it on the music. <sighs> okay. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this is a good one. This is a little long. No, it sounds like we might need it. <laughs> this one's called the uh, Pistol Whippers. Uh, the Pistol Whipper Snappers. And the name of the song is called Drugs, Motorcycles. I think it's just drug and motorcycles. I can't read the whole thing. I'm sorry. Well, it'll be in the show notes. It'll be linked to it. But uh, here we go. It's the, yeah, the pistol whippersnappers, drugs and motorcycles. Here on Man Fights Back. Riverside, California to Austin, Texas. And I wrote a little song about it. It goes a little something like this. Riverside, California, 1994. I was strung out of methamphetamine, living with a girl who hated me. I hated her. Playing with a band, they hated me. I hated them. Broke up with the band, broke up with the girl, jumped on my 1982 Yamaha 550-second motorcycle with no front brakes, no turn signals, expired registration, and mute a suspended license, and I hit the road. Took off that day with a half gram of methamphetamine. Not enough. Ran out of drugs in Barstow. It was going to be a long, long trip. (laughs) 
Made my way through the California desert on into the night. By day, found myself in Arizona. By noon, found myself in a little town called Seligman, Arizona. Population 600. Got a motel room. Right next to that motel room was a bar called the Black Cat. Walked into the Black Cat in the middle of the day. There was me, the bartender, and a deaf-mute Indian. I ordered a shot and a beer. Drank all day in that bar. As day gave way to night, the bar started to fill with patrons who were real cowboys, who were real cowboy hats, real cowboy pants, and real cowboy shirts. Drank with these gentlemen all night long, avoided two fist fights, and had one of the best nights of my life. day with a raging hangover still coming down off the meth got back on my 1982 yamaha 52nd motorcycle with no front brakes no turn signals expired registration and me still with a suspended license now putting masking tape over the registration to fool the cops it worked and i headed out across arizona and more of arizona and more of arizona nothing but heaping steaming piles of arizona laid out before me but as I passed through the lower portion of Arizona for the first time in my life, I saw a cactus that looked like this. New Mexico. Nothing happened in New Mexico. I just rolled right on through. Down I-10, through Deming and Las Cruces, up to the gateway to the great Lone Star State of Texas and El Paso. The industrial waste of El Paso laid out before me, Mexico on one side, the desert on the other. I stopped and got a hot dog at a 7-Eleven and kept on going. Deeper. Further. Into the vast great wasteland of West Texas and a little town called Kent. K-E-N-T. More about Kent in a second. Texas. The population exploded when I got there. A gas station, an off-ramp, me, and my broken-down 1982 Yamaha 52nd motorcycle with no front brakes, no turns, and expired registration, and me still with a suspended license, now standing on the side of the road in West Texas. The helmet. I was wearing a full-face helmet, missing the visor the entire way on the trip. I'm now standing on the side of the road in West Texas with a sunburn that looks like this. I stick out my thumb. No one stops. I continue to stick out my thumb. No one stops. I make a sign out of duct tape and a pen that simply says help. Stick it to my hand, stick it out to traffic. No one stops. Finally, after four and a half hours, two black gentlemen from the city of Compton, California stop and pick me up. 
You know what they said to me? You didn't look like you was going nowhere. And they were right. Then they whipped out the largest bag of weed I'd seen in a long time when we got high all the way down I-10. We rode all night down I-10, stoned out of our minds in that 1988 red Chiraco. Rolling joints, passing joints, rolling joints, passing joints all night long. Down I-10 through the Texas Hill Country to Junction at 290, 290 through Fredericksburg and Johnson City till up ahead was a sign, said Austin City Limits, where they dropped me off just beyond that sign at the Albertsons in Oak Hill at 4.30 in the morning. Boy, that's an abrupt ending. <laughs> that's an interesting song. It was one of those... Uh, Interesting ones I found on Music Alley yeah, as well. Cool. I'm actually looking them up, and they've got uh, quite a few songs. So there again, check it out. The Pistol Whipper Snappers Drug Motorcycles. That's the name of that tune. I have a link in the show notes. Download it. All that good stuff. And uh, courtesy of Shale Lama Ding Dong, I'm eating my gummy bears. I got a snack pack here. <laughs> Speaking of food, we started talking about food. We just ate, and I'm already it's like... Drugs, motorcycles, in Texas. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I don't have the full title in the song, so... Sorry. All right, I got it. Drugs, motorcycles, in Texas. Got you covered. Thank you. You rock. Injuries all over it. Um. Right. So anyway, we're moving on to our next deal here. Um, our next topic here is uh, this whole oil spill, and I know a lot of people probably burn out on hearing about it, but it really is a big deal. Very big deal. Actually, sixty minutes had a really good uh, thing from one of the survivors. No, oh, really, from the week. platform? Yeah. It was yeah. The, the IT guy. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. The IT guy always has the good story. Yeah. He really knows what's going on. Uh, speaking of people that really know what's going on, uh, sometimes you wonder about these conspiracy theories that go along with these kind of things. And there's actually one that I haven't really heard too much about. I think I did hear it on Coast to Coast. <laughs> but um, basically... There's this page you can go to. It's um, This is off of boingboing.net. Uh, I won't give you the whole link. You can check out the show notes. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. Um, but anyway, they've got a great picture of the platform, the oil rig, um, burning and basically collapsing into the water. Now, this looks like a pretty massive deal. I mean, oil rigs have been around for quite some time in, in the water, in the ocean, drilling, and all this kind of stuff. It's not common that you hear that they blow up. Or sink. Or or sink, or, yeah. I mean, this thing looks <clears throat> like it got hit by a bomb. It did. Maybe. An underwater bomb. Uh, the, big, uh, the big conspiracy right now is that a suicide mission from uh, North Korea... Uh, had two people, a manned uh, two-person submarine crash into the drilling well pipe or whatever you want to call it into the under the rig to destroy it. I don't buy it. And uh, why don't you buy it? Because I think it was BP's greed that I caused this accident. Actually, based upon what I saw uh, on 60 Minutes, it was pretty interesting. Basically, there were several... They're saying 
And this is a guy who investigated the shuttle accident and also investigated Katrina. Right. Um, they're saying that the safety mechanisms were not functioning properly. The proper procedures for blocking the well in order to make it safe were not followed properly. And the tests that were done were not done properly because of faulty equipment. So Really? I mean, they're basically saying it was, it was human error. Human error caused <laughs> by BP's greed. I can I can buy that. I could definitely buy. Well, I mean, I like the I like the uh, two man suicide submarine story too. Well, um, uh, part of this blog. This is actually it's not a, it's not an official news story. I guess it could be. It's considered a blog. It's news, but um, according to this blogger, um, they say on here, I wasn't surprised when Rush Limbaugh noted the suspicious timing of the explosion at the Deepwater Horizon oil rig, occurring as it did on the eve of Earth Day and the impending cap and trade bill announcement, and just after Obama's reluctant okay of new drilling leases. Uh. Limbaugh suspects environmental wackos, and who can blame him? I mean, it's clearly a small step from spiking trees to blowing up oil rigs and to radical environmentalists, and the destruction of the Gulf is a small price to pay to save the Gulf from destruction. Talk show host Mark Levin... Um. Yeah, basically, he he goes on to say that uh, I thought it was interesting that Obama dispatched SWAT teams to the Gulf as the precursor to the nationalization of the oil industry. Now, when I heard this on, I think No Agenda was talking about it. Mm-hmm. I think they're misunder- misinterpreting the term SWAT. I don't believe it is special weapons and tactics. I believe it is swift action and. Um, what was it? Swift. SWAT. There, there's a like the Red Cross has a SWAT team, and it right. doesn't mean special weapons tactic. It's more. It's like SWOT. Maybe it's SWAT. Titty caca. <laughs> but it's basically it's a it's a it's an emergency response team designed for disasters. It's I not gotcha. like the guys with the guns and the black outfits and the Humvees and all that other crap. Not machine guns, <clears throat> right? Like that. I gotcha. Well, that that may be. Yeah, that may be uh, that may be true. Uh, I'm doing a little bit of research here. I actually found that is a good point. The Kremlin internet rumor: North Korea suicide torpedoes hit Deep Horizon oil platform. Really? Okay. Yeah. Here's one: the North Korean cargo vessel Daihong Dan oh! Daihong Dan, believed to be staffed by the 17th Sniper Corps suicide troops, left Cuba's Impresa uh, Terminales Mambisas de la Habana. Port of Havana, in short, <laughs> on April 18th, whereupon it severely deviated from its intended course for Venezuela's Puerto Cabello, bringing it to within 209 kilometers, 130 miles, of the Deepwater Horizon oil platform, which was located 80 kilometers, 50 miles, off the coast of U.S. state of Louisiana, where it launched an SSC Sang-O class mini submarine, Yugo class, Estimated to have an operational range of 321 kilometers, or 200 miles. What is that in English? 200 miles. Ah. <laughs> SWAT, S-W-O-T, stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. Is that what Obama dispatched? No, but that's that's oh. another... Well, term. maybe he did. Maybe and, that's, he did. and that's used for strategic planning, and like if you've got a... And I've been in these SWAT meetings before. I just right. couldn't remember what it was called. 
Um, but basically, everybody goes around and talks about your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And, you know, it's for business planning and business continuity and that kind of so stuff. So maybe it was misinterpreted. That's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm still I'm digging here while you're, while you're talking. Oh, okay. Because I'm right. doing Deep Horizon Oil Platform SWOT. Wow. Well, you know, I don't know. The, the rumor is, though, that they either sent some missiles into this rig or they um, ran their submarine into it. I don't know. I've heard all of it. Um, on the night of April 20th, the North Korean mini-submarine manned by the suicidal 17th Sniper Corps uh, soldiers attacked the Deepwater Horizon with what are believed to be two incendiary torpedoes causing a massive explosion and resulting in 11 workers on this giant oil rig being killed outright. Barely 48 hours later, on April 22nd, this North Korean mini-submarine committed its final atrocity by exploding itself itself directly beneath the deep water horizon, causing this $1 billion oil, uh, dollar oil rig to sink beneath the seas and marking 2010's celebration of Earth Day with one of the largest environmental catastrophes our world has ever seen. The source of this sensitive intelligence is Russia's northern fleet, which I seem to recall who was also much cited for the HARP theory mm-hmm. for the Haiti earthquake. Yeah, I actually put a link in the show notes uh, to Intelligence Quarterly that has the Kremlin slash internet rumor, North Korea suicide torpedoes. Huh. So I, I mean, it makes you wonder, is there any truth to this whatsoever? Well, here, here's a comment. I did a search for Deep Horizon Oil Platform, SWOT. Um, this guy commented on this article saying, I'm sure they deployed SWAT, S-W-O-T teams, not S-W-A-T, although I have seen many media centers call it SWAT, S-W-A-T. The agencies deploying make S-W-O-T more likely. Strength, weakness, opportunities, and threats is what one would expect after such an incident. Right. I could buy that. So, because yeah. when, I, when I first heard that, I'm like, what? It's, it's misinterpreting something to make it bigger than what it is. Yes. Yeah. It's my thought. It's my rant. But I don't know. I am almost buying into this North Korean thing. We've always had this thing going on with North Korea. Um, in the chat room, Chris put in there, uh, he didn't think it was definitely by done done by a bunch of tree. Uh, I, won't, I won't say it. Hold on. <laughs> it says, uh, don't think tree hugger Tom and his crew can make it down there at 5,000 feet, which I totally believe that. But the North Koreans right. do have missiles. And uh, we've been in a constant pissing match with North Korea. That's right. And the failures happen out on the floor, which is where the shutoff valve is. Yes. Yes. And there are supposedly um, all these things going on that we don't hear about all the time that they don't want us to hear about because of the threat of war. And uh, so I don't know. I think it's pretty interesting that, that this is being brought up and who would bring it up. I mean, Russia always comes up with these theories that, aren't exactly, maybe not always true. And um, not the Russians. What are you doing? Andrew's, sounds like Andrew's taking a leak in my sink. Uh, I don't know if you've got it here in the background here, but... Uh, but, no, but, but I'm, I'm opening up the gate for you. Now he's running water here. I've got a nice uh, hotel room with a sink and a refrigerator and all that good stuff, and... Now I feel like I've got to go relieve myself. Uh, but anyway, I don't know. I just think it's pretty interesting that all these stories come out, and most of them probably aren't true, but the North Koreas do have a problem with us, and there's also some, I guess there's been some uh, 
I got a problem with the fact that the oil companies don't seem to know what the hell to do. Well, I agree to with fix that. the problem. I definitely agree with that. Given it is 5,000 feet down underwater, I totally understand that. But there's got to be some kind of contingency plan for these kind of things, not just let's try whatever first comes to mind. Oh, uh, let's throw pieces of plastic and knotted ropes at it. Yeah. Let's try to shove buoys in the hole and see if we can plug it. I mean, okay. yeah, they're supposed to be from from the, the thing they had on on 60 Minutes. They actually described how what they were doing once they hit oil. They were supposed to fill the drilling hole or the drill bit or whatever you want to call it with mud, which is heavy, and also put three concrete um, plugs right. that were made by, guess who, guess who, guess who, guess who? Monsanto. Halliburton. Oh, Halliburton. Close Halliburton makes enough. concrete plugs for the oil industry. Nice. Which is kind of weird. But yeah. Um, yeah, these plugs are supposed to that between that and the drilling mud was supposed to basically keep the thing sealed uh, until such a time that the because basically this this um, deep horizon oil platform it drills the hole right. stops it up and then moves on to the next one. Oh. It doesn't stay there and pump the the oil out. It just drills the hole. Ah, gotcha. So then the next thing the next unit comes in, un- unplugs the hole, right. sucks the oil out, and does their thing. Well. Because of some mishaps with um, that s- hole, yeah, basically some hole mishaps, um, they decided to not put three plugs in. They only put in two, ah. and it didn't hold. That's when the thing blew. The safety mechanism that was down on the floor that was supposed to shut it off was already damaged, right? And basically, that's what started the whole thing. I got you. So. It started to make more sense. And the explosion, this is actually pretty interesting. The guy was talking guy was on the boat was talking about this. He said the generators there. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he could hear the generators running faster and faster and faster because natural gas was being was like flooding the deck. Oh god. And of course the generators were sucking that natural gas in, which would cause them to run faster and faster and faster until they exploded. The ignite, yeah. Thus the explosion. Gotcha. So that makes sense too. Yeah, it was actually a very interesting uh, segment. I mean, I'm 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 always a little leery of the uh, you know mainstream media, but um, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I try not to buy <laughs> these conspiracy things all the time, but I tell you what, man, there's a ton of shit out there every day that happens that you and I have no idea about. Mm-hmm. And if we knew, we'd be in awe. Oh, totally. Um, when you do get a good lead or something on something like this, it's like, see, there's proof. But I don't know. But what you just said made sense. I've got. A, I'm going to put a link to the video, the 60 minutes video. The only way that you would ever know if you were the person that was in control of that rig and survived. Yeah. Well, this guy was the, on there. Oh, and he told <clears> the story. <throat> yes. Ah, uh, okay. The IT guy. The IT guy. Well, because he's a combination he IT slash engineer. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so they do the same thing other people do. We have one person that's a two. Uh, They've got two different jobs. Yeah. Because anybody can work on computers. Yep. Of course. Yeah. Don't need to be smart. Um, huh. Interesting. Okay. Well, I buy that. Well, anyway, we don't have to keep going on about it. I know everybody's heard about it on the news, but I did think that this other perspective was pretty interesting. Um, and especially with the amount of oil that's coming out of there. At first, we heard uh, the estimated amount. That's ah, like, just a trickle. We heard it was like 70,000 gallons of oil a day and yesterday i heard the person who made that um guess 
said, well, after seeing the photos or the video from underneath, I would say it's um, it's uh, definitely a lot more than that. Uh, Last I heard was it was an Exxon Valdez every four days. Wow. Which is a lot of oil. See, I heard it was going to be an Exxon Valdez by by Father's Day. Oh, it's way more than an Exxon Valdez now. Wow. It's unbelievable. It's just sad to see what it does to the environment. It does have an impact. has an impact on a lot of people. Uh, it has an impact on all these shrimpers down there, all the fishermen down there. Um, you know, they're essentially, they're not going to be able to do anything now. Yeah, exactly. Um, they may get money by, to make up for this, maybe, some of it. Um, but we still have a demand. BP's for, Technically, BP's limitation of liability on this is $75 million. Well, so they, yeah, they say right. they're going to pay more than that, but... Right. That's what they could be held accountable for. Which is nothing. Which is nothing. Compared to the damage and... And the money amount of money they'll make with oil prices going up. Yes. Oh, I'm sure. I can hardly well, wait. Well, I'll tell you what. We were really close to putting a deposit down on a house at uh, Destin, Florida, and I'm glad we didn't because I have a feeling by the time we would have gotten there in July, this could be a pretty big mess. Really? When were you going to do that? Hmm? Are you going to move to Florida? You no, didn't even we, tell me? No, we were going to go to Destin for oh, vacation. Oh, vacation. Oh, I was going to like, you're moving to Florida? Jesus. Man. I needed a longer commute. <laughs> yeah. My commute just wasn't long enough. <laughs> yeah, Actually, yeah. I have a five-minute commute now. It's really nice. Yeah. Mine's about <clears throat> 15 minutes on a good day. But. Yeah, I'd say mine's probably 10. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> pretty interesting. Check out some of the photos, though, the NASA satellite photos that they have. I mean, it's just amazing how far this oil's actually reached. And uh, if they don't do something soon to get it to completely stop. We're going to have a real mess on our hands. Because I don't think they've stopped it yet. Well, no. And their biggest fear right now is that the stream is actually going to go into the main ocean flow of the t- where the warm water and everything, it, where it, and the, like the main ocean flow patterns, I guess. Are the, that the, would be the Gulf current or the... Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, I know what you mean. Some big current that, you know, um, you know, a lot of wildlife take too for migrating periods and everything else. So... Um, it could really mess up a lot of things with the with the ocean and habitats. So I don't know. It's sad. I'm not a big, uh, you know, I'm not a big, what would you say, environmentalist. I mean, I believe in helping trying to preserve as much as you can, but, I mean, there's also a demand for certain things, but these kind of things are just stupid. Yeah. And it's uh, definitely going to have a big impact on a lot of things, and every, every one of us is going to pay for it. Forget BP. Hell, they've got... Seventy-five million dollars. I don't know how many times over. Yeah, um, but we're all going to pay for this one way or another out of our own pockets. When it comes to fuel, when it comes to food, I mean, it's going to affect everything. Insurance. Yeah, everything. Um, Produce. Medical. Medical. I mean, medical costs. I mean, everything's going to go up uh, just because of this event. So <clears throat> I don't know. Interesting. Uh, but anyway, we can we can move on. I just thought I'd introduce everybody to some different theories that you don't hear in your mainstream media every day. Right. Check out the link in the show notes. It's a pretty interesting article. Not saying you have to believe it. Yeah, I put. Uh, we've got five links in there now about the spill. Cool, awesome. Um, yeah, I saw the video of the oil spill. Did you see the video of it underwater? Yeah, yeah. That was amazing. I was sitting here looking at it, going, "Holy shit!" A lot of oil. <laughs> there's, there's actually, uh, I think there's two spots it's leaking. I think there is now. It's like one in the pipe. Like there's whatever's left of the actual pipe that was there. There's some coming out of that, and hmm. then there was another one coming out of the actual ground or something. I don't know. It was 
it was nuts. It was hard to see what the hell was around it because the, they had to light it up so much as as much as they could under that right. underwater, and then uh, yeah, it's pretty dark at five thousand feet. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, okay, great. We'll move on uh, to our next music break. Uh, let's see. This one's pretty interesting. I actually previewed this song. I know it was kind of kind of cool. Um, once I tell you the title and you hear it, you'll probably be like, "Oh, okay, I get it." Um, but anyway, this one's uh, big money grip with the car chase theme here on Man Fights Back.
There we go. Yay. Big money grip car chase theme here on Man Fights Back. I like all the nice skid skid marks getting out skid. and all that <laughs> skid marks. <laughs> uh, when I first heard it, I was kind of like, ah, okay, that's kind of cool. All right, meh, and do that. So check it out, musicgalley.com. Have a link in the show notes. Be a supporter of independent music today. Thank cool. you. That's our PSA. Um, so we move on to, I think you pick this next topic. Yeah. Uh, the slow death of the landline. A quarter of U.S. households are now wireless only. Shocker. I still have my landline phone. Do you? Tied to the copper network. So, you old geezer. I know. I uh, switched to U-verse. Uh, about a month ago, and uh, you know they try to get you to do phone, internet, and TV all in one package. And I said, you know, I'll do the internet and the TV, but I want my phone to stay traditional landline phone. Um, first, they told me they couldn't do it, right? And I'm like, okay, well, never mind then. And then they figured out a way to do it. And even though they were telling me, well, it's the same price, I said, well, I understand it's the same price, but when my inter- when my internet goes down, and it will, my phone's not going to work, right? So I can't tell you the last time my landline phone has never worked. Right. Uh, even in a power outage, it works. Right. As long as you have a corded phone. <laughs> Cordless phones don't work real well. Well, yeah. But, you know, because they have voltage on them and they pretty much stay working. So, um, but we're close. We're actually close. We, we got rid of caller ID and a bunch of other stuff because we hardly ever use our phone. You know, but the only thing we, the only time our phone rings is, I mean, we're on the do not disturb list. Right. Or do not call list or whatever. Um, we still get some charitable donation calls. We still get the am vets. You know, they always call, right. um, doctor's offices and the school. Hmm. That's pretty much all our phone rings. Right. So, um, and we just let all calls go to voicemail or the answering machine and, you know, determine what we want to do. Cause the rest of us, my wife's got a phone. I got a phone. My daughter's got a phone. That's pretty much how we communicate. Right. And, uh, yeah, according to this percentage of adults and children living in households with only wireless telephone service. Or no telephone service. Actually, there's a graph in this article. Um, children with wireless service only, 25.9%. Adults with wireless service only, 22.9%. Wow. And it has grown from less than 5% in 2003 to where it is now at the end of 2009. Wow. Uh, so. Well, I mean, I, I'm, well, households are, well, wireless only, I guess. There's, <clears throat> Yeah, you're you're it depends on your internet connection. I mean, it's not it's not really truly wireless. You are still wired. Well, there's some people that don't have Vonage or VoIP phones. They just use their cell phone, period. Well, yeah, that's true. Is that then that's basically what this is. This, this is what this about is SIP phones or anything. Like no, no, that. they're just oh, saying okay. that they don't have the traditional copper twin. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Twin pair coming in. They're just and, using cell phones. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I believe that. I mean, I have a Vonage account. I have a Vonage phone. I'm kind of torn on that. I mean, it, Kind of crappy service sometimes. I mean, it works. It's fine. It's cheap now. It's it, only like yeah. fourteen ninety five a month. It's cheap. Unlimited calls across the U.S. Uh, free long distance. All that kind of stuff. The only problem that I have with Vonage is they actually register my account as a business account, which hmm. is a real pain in the ass because your number gets shifted all over the place for business calls. Mm-hmm. And I have been added to fax blasters, which are illegal, but supposedly they're big. Uh, they've been illegal you know. for a long time. Well, yeah, exactly. It's too hard to enforce them. And in the middle of the night, oh, I will get phone calls where it's a fax blast and you pick it up and it goes beep and it's waiting for the other end to answer. Mm-hmm. And Do you ever just want to go beep back to yeah, it? Yeah, well, 
I've done everything I can to try to track these down. So of course, you can mask your phone number to be any phone number if you have a smart enough phone system. Mm-hmm. You can make it say anything you want it to. So the numbers are, never go back to where they come from. Oh, totally. I've called Vonage and said, you know, is there a way that you guys can figure this out? Nope, can't. Of course they couldn't. You know, of course I talked to Tier 1, you know. No oh, one, thank you very much. Yeah, Tier 1, no one nothing. And, uh, you know, basically didn't get any help there. So, I mean, I don't know. But anyway, they listed my account as a business account because it was through Vonage and I got some plan that they considered a business class, which I didn't want a business class. I just want a regular home phone line. Right. So anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't have the traditional wired phone. I mean, back in the day, you remember the copper, the copper phones, you still have one, but yeah. I mean, the caller ID cost was outrageous if you wanted. Yeah, well, it used to be. <clears throat> oh, it still is. It's $5 for caller for number display and another $5 for name display. Oh, my God. I didn't realize we were paying 10 bucks for caller ID. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It used to be like three or four. So what's your total bill on just your telephone? Um, Like 35 had, bucks a month? Yeah, about 35 Well, that's about Vonage. By the time you get done with all the fees, the government, the taxes, whatever, government fees, 911, yeah. all that kind of crap, it, it, it's, out, it's about 35 for thirty two eighty eight or something a month for me. Sounds right. But I do have long distance if I need it, which I never use it. Yeah, so we took we took long distance off. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. You got cell phones for that. Exactly. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people just got away from cell phones or got away from wired phones and just go with cell phones now. Right. Why not, right? Yeah, because it's one number. I mean, dial-up is a thing of the past for most people. Most people. For internet. I mean, right. there are people out there that use it. Um, in fact, uh, there was somebody I talked to the other day is still on dial-up. Were you with me? I don't know if you were or not. They were still so. They were still doing AOL dial-up. dial-up wow. And just thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> like, yeah. You haven't looked at porn much, have you? <laughs> Takes forever to <laughs> So. Um, but, uh. Is that your phone? No. I keep I hearing a, something. It must be outside behind me. It sounds like a, your phone. It's a or, frog. Okay, gotcha. We've got the window open. we got the nature thing going here. Yeah. Right behind us, we got a bunch of RVs. Ready, Aband- ready to go off a lot. Abandoned. Yeah, abandoned. Formaldehyde-ed. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. <clears throat> I'd almost get rid of my home phone, but there's just some reason I just keep hanging on. That's kind of how I am, too. I keep hanging on to it. But And I have SIP phone. So, in cable service for internet, so... So, you could actually bring your phone here, right? I could, You yeah. have, like, a portable SIP phone? Um, I have the gateway analog okay. adapter. Okay. Yeah. Because I think you can actually buy a phone yeah, I that can. plugs in. That you can. Oh, well, I can, but it's considered another line. Oh, okay. So, then that's more. Right. That's 10 bucks more a month or some crap. So, I don't need that. But we could do a call-in show. Oh, yeah. There you go. We could do that with Skype. Yeah, we could, actually. That'd be a lot of fun. I don't know about the bandwidth here, man. I'm just telling you. No, we'd have to do it on our uh, Sunday nights at home. Yeah. But if you and I are already doing Skype... I got plenty of bandwidth. I got plenty of bandwidth, too, I think. Well, then we're good to go. We just need donations to get a T1. Hey, that'd be good. Maybe not even T1. Metro E. Metro E would be good. Yeah, T1. I got more than a T1 right now. Yeah, that's true. I could do it. I could do five. Maybe just do it at the office. There you go. We yeah. got, we got lots go. of connectivity at the office. <laughs> I got 20 meg, baby. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh well. Donated bandwidth by. Hey. Blank, blank, blank. I like that. <laughs> oh, anyway. Very cool. Not a good story. I, I I would agree. I you know, I haven't really sat and thought about it, but I know more and more people that don't have home phones and just go strictly sell. 
Yep. So as long as you can find your cell phone in the middle of the night when you need help. Chris in our chat room, no home phone here. No home phone there. You got a droid. I got a droid. You're droid brothers. We're droid buddies. I love my droid. All I got to say about that phone is the droid, it just knows. It knows everything. All you got to do is speak into it, and it knows. You got to just say what you need to say to search for, and it finds it. I don't have to type out a bunch of stuff. And you know what was really interesting was that I got the droid because it had the, the, the current droid, not the new Incredible uh, with Verizon. I actually have Is the, it really called the Incredible? The new one is, yes. <laughs> That's a great name. Um, it's the Incredible. The original droid here that I have it has a slide-out face with a QWERTY, or QWERTY keyboard. And that's why I got it because the keyboard's awesome. Yeah. Am I making you tired? No. Are you sleeping? You're always sitting there still. Yawning. Um, can I, you know, is there anything I can do for you, Mr. E? No, you're fine. Okay. Keep going. Um, the uh, keyboard on it, I thought I would use it. To be honest with you, I haven't used the keyboard hardly at all. Don't care for the keyboard. So I could actually go with the incredible. That but is I just incredible. got this one, <laughs> which is incredible that they just came out with a new phone. Yeah, that does have a really good camera on it, too. It is. It's five megapixels. And autofocus. And autofocus, which yeah, is kick You took a ass. couple of pictures of the drag car and put them on Facebook or something, and they looked really good. Yes, I did. Actually, you can check those. Well, no. Well, you can look at those photos on my Facebook page, or you could, uh, well, no, they're not on the HornetRacing.com site. White Castle has a garlic cheese and mushroom slider Ooh. that they're advertising on the stick cam. <laughs> Ooh, really? Garlic cheese and mushrooms. Oh, God, it's bad enough already, dude. Good. I couldn't imagine adding that to it. Oh, man, I'm there. <laughs> oh, 79 cents each. Dude, do not. Do not eat those before we travel. <laughs> I will drive separately, and I do not want to smell your ass exploding after that one. That's disgusting. Garlic and onion and what? Garlic cheese. Garlic cheese. Garlic cheese. Yeah. And mushroom. Garlic cheese and mushroom. That just sounds disgusting. On on a white on on one of those, I'll let you know. it sounds horrible. I'll let you know. All right, make sure you do it right before date night with Carla. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And let good. me know how that goes for you. Sorry, I have to eat my microphone because my gate's too tight. Your gate is not that tight. So I already turned it, it down. It keeps it keeps clipping me. It keeps clipping me. Well, I'm I'm a different variable person. <laughs> I'm very variable. Okay, I I turned it down for you. Thank you. Are you happy? It's much better. Okay, good. Thanks. All right. Anyway, what are we doing now? Music break. Is it another music break? Yeah. All right. We don't have any more wireless only? Nope. Okay. Um, we're going to go into the next music break, which is BD Lens with Mumbo Jumbo here on A Man Bites a Bay. Thank you. 
All right, there you go. BD cool. Lens with Mumbo Jumbo. Mumbo Jumbo. Here on Man Fights Back. Welcome back. I, I really, I was telling Andrew here, um, I really didn't intend on having a bunch of funk uh, mu- musical kind of stuff going on there in a row. I usually like to play a variety of things. I just happen to pick through the inventory of things that we have. and uh, That's all right. You know, kind of a funk groove, you know, laid back kind of things. Uh, Got to give a shout out to Cole Trickle. Working work, a late and working work a late, late night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it's a simple one because uh the last late late night we thought we were gonna have was gonna last about six to eight hours and uh, yeah. it'd be about double. Yeah, so he's uh doing a little Tripled. bit of uh system maintenance, you know, working the late shift. Yes, in IT and as we both know that uh, you know, things in IT is not easy. You gotta work weird hours. You gotta do, you know, it's part of the job, man. That's right. Uh there's been some things to come out to help improve that, like VMware. And uh, when hardware maintenance on servers, those kind of things, but still got to do it. There's still certain things you cannot do during the middle of the day. That's right. So anyway, I uh, hope he has a nice, smooth sailing night. Cause I know how the rough ones go. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the there. no surprises. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. So uh, hang in there. And uh, yes, Chris, got to have that funk. Got to love the funk. You know, we we need to play some. Uh, Oh, what's that guy called uh, in, the, in the psychedelic, uh, or gosh, what the hell was his name? Oh, George. George Clinton and George the Funkadelics or whatever. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. George Clinton rocked. He was pretty good. That dude's freaky. Is he still alive? Yeah, I see him every once in a while. Really? Huh. I don't know if he's still alive or not. Who was it that we were watching? Um, oh, crap. I ended up taping it. it was Smokey Robinson was doing an infomercial for... <laughs> uh, was he with Eric Estrada? No. Wow, man, what was that? We ended up, it was actually kind of entertaining, so we actually uh, T-voted it or, or, oh, really? or U-versed it or whatever you call it now. You to, you recorded to, it. It was Smokey Robinson. Oh, he was shilling for somebody. I'll have to see if I can find it. That's funny. Actually, you know what? I It just reminded me. I just found this new channel called Centric. I don't know if it's new. It's <clears> new <throat> to me. It's new on the cable system for Comcast. It's called hmm. Centric. And um, they actually play all these classic TV shows, and one mm-hmm. of them is Miami Vice. Cool. Uh, there was uh, Michael Thomas Phillips or whatever, the the, the guy yeah, who played guy. Tubbs. Yeah. Um, you know, it just reminded me, I saw this, it, this yeah, I watched these shows. Okay, when I was a kid, that show rocked. Yeah, it That did. show kicked ass. I watch it today, and, and I've got the DVDs of this so stuff. So cheesy. And it's like, wow, really? Yeah, <laughs> so, I know. But uh, did you know Philip Michael Thomas um, actually had a, telemarket or telepsychic hotline thing that he did he had some cheesy commercial for that and tell it was like after miami vice and all that stuff so i vaguely remember him doing some kind of telepsychic thing with dion warwick yes yes they had their own telepsychic network (laughs) yeah so here's what we recorded i I forgot i can look up all my recorded shows Mm -hmm. uh soul train was it Soul Train? It was the best of Soul Train. Yeah, see, this Centric, actually, it's funny you say that, because on the Centric channel, right after Miami Vice, I think Miami Vice is on at like 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. Yeah. Eastern Standard Time uh, every weeknight, and right after that, they have Soul Train. And Soul Train is the classics. I oh, mean, man, Soul Train's the rock. I watch these people, and I'm like, oh, my God. There was these, I didn't even realize disco had like dances kind of like line dancing disco oh, had yeah. its own, oh, totally. like, its own yeah. dance you know i mean it was it was before the boot scoop boogie yeah it was crazy um but i just had to laugh watching these old versions of soul train that was my era 
Yeah, they were selling the uh, so the like the best of Soul Train DVD set or something. And oh, Carl and I oh were watching God. it, going, "Man, this is too good to turn off." You bought but, it, didn't you? Uh, I'm thinking about it. Thinking about it. I haven't finished the show yet. Oh, okay, but uh, I might. Might have to. I don't. Yeah. See, I can't get Miami. I just did a search for Miami Vice and Soul Train, and the only thing I come up with is uh, just that infomercial. Do a centric. Do a centric. Um, TV network or something like that. Or centric channel. I did a search for Miami Vice on Uverse. Oh, on the whole guy. Oh, you thing. don't. You don't get the centric. No, channel. I don't think I get it. Yeah. Well, you know, mm. got to be cool. If you ever need to borrow any Miami Vice episodes, I actually have volumes one through five. I, I think believe. I get those on Netflix because I know I can get uh, Battlestar Galactica, um, Magnum PI, A Team. Oh yeah, A Team movie. Actually, I'm sorry, we're getting way off topic here. <laughs> the A Team movie. A Team movie is coming out. It's coming. Yeah. Is it's this summer? I think, yeah. isn't it? I'm gonna go see it. I think I might have to too. Yeah, I don't know if Shalomar will want to go see that or not. Maybe you and I go. Yeah, I think you and I need to go see it because I saw the 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 preview for it. And I was like, sweet. Yeah, it looks pretty A-team. good. So, oh, anyway. All right. Um. Yeah, we'll keep moving here. Um, there is, you know, I, you know, all these lights, you know, light bulbs, I, I know it's not that interesting maybe of a topic, but technology is really evolving and growing green and all the energy savings and everything else, which I think is great. We need it. Um, me personally, I hate fluorescent lights. I love yeah, incandescent I lights. I love having to dim them. It's warm feeling or whatever. And, you know, I've always been that kind of person. Well, the goal is to actually get rid of all incandescent bulbs by I think it's 2012 or 2013 or something like that. Or maybe it's 2016. I think that they are, they're not supposed to be manufactured anymore. Um, so I saw this story that Sylvania takes on 60 watt bulb with led lights. That's interesting. Yeah. A 60 watt bulb with led lights is, is pretty amazing. I mean, that really is quite a bit of light. Um, Orsram, Osram, Sylvania on Thursday. Um, this is from uh, an article from uh, CNET News or CNET.com, um, May 13th. Uh, the popular 60-watt incandescent bulb is officially under attack from LED lighting technology. Uh, Osram, Sylvania on Thursday introduced a general-purpose LED light designed to replace screw-in incandescent halogen or compact fluorescent bulbs. It also said it is working on a 75-watt replacement, which is an LED. 75 watts of, or a 75-watt equivalent light bulb is a lot of light. Mm-hmm. In fact, most of your outdoor lighting, you cannot put any more than a 60-watt bulb in it because of risk right. of fire. Yep. So, um, I don't know. It, it, basically, these LED lamps uh, to replace 60-watt bulbs will consume 12 watts and give uh, off 810 lumens. So basically, um, that's I, I forget how much um, how much 12 watts is compared to a traditional incandescent bulb. I have no idea, but it's it's quite a bit. Um, well, 12 watts. Consume 12 watts and give up 810 lumens. So a 60-watt bulb would consume 60 watts. Sorry, take that back. Right. The answer's right there. <laughs> um, so basically, instead of using actual 60 watts, you're actually using 12 watts. But creating the same amount of lumens. Right, exactly. So um, so all these light bulbs are really coming around. But, you know, I just I just still cannot get into the those high-efficiency high efficiency light bulbs. <clears throat> 
You know what it is? You know what? what you know what the big difference is? What? Temperature. Really? The temperature of the light is measured in, I believe, kelp. What do you do? I'm just sitting here. You're doing something, man, because the table's moving. <laughs> it's it's measured in Kelvin. Okay. And there's like if you're into photography, I mean, you you look at the temperature of lights, and there's different te- different lights give different colors. That's why when you take a picture with a fluorescent light right. in the room, everything looks kind of greenish or off color. Right. Um, and if you do it with a incandescent bulb, and there's different types of those, there's different temperatures of those, there's different colors. Basically, right. temperature is color. That's why, to me, I mean, yeah, it might be just as bright, right. but the color's off. Yeah, exactly. Same which here. is the temperature is off. Right. So, so how could they fix that? I would think they, they could do it with... Some of the stuff's pretty close. I've got compact fluorescent bulbs... Excuse me. In um, on my carriage lights outside by the garage, right? And I like that because they're on every night, right? So I'm saving a little bit of electricity by doing that. I was I've been in my house for four years, never changed a bulb outside. Oh wow! They last forever. Yeah. Now I had them. We have these small lights in the bedroom, right? And I had these real small uh, in or uh, compact fluorescent lights in there. I don't know. I don't really care for the color of them. They just like you're getting dressed, dressed in the morning or something. Mm-hmm. And you, you walk out in the sunlight. You're like, oh wow, this doesn't match. <laughs> but oh it, really? But oh, it looked wow. okay right. in the room. I can't do it for reading. I have to have a, a, a incandescent bulb in my reading. Lamp. I've got a 40 watt reading lamp. That's like like a, a um, it's called a pharmacy lamp or pharmacist lamp. Right. It's kind of like a little gooseneck thing that sits over you. I tried putting a fluorescent light in there, compact fluorescent. Hated it. It, just, really? it made the pages look too, you know, it was too harsh and right, right. Yeah, so yeah, compact fluorescents after a while give me a <clears> headache. <throat> I don't know what it is. I think it's the frequency. Well, they're dangerous but, too. If you break them, they have mercury in them. Yeah, that's true. That is a good point. You know, so they may be safe or maybe better for the environment when it comes to using electricity. But if you break them, you're it's worse. Oh yeah, you're introducing a poison. Yep. So that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, LEDs. I mean, LEDs are better. Yeah, um, I've got an LED flashlight, or it was a, it was actually a, originally it was an incandescent bulb light, and it was one of those super high intensity ones, you know, right. with the uh, lithium batteries. I got about an hour runtime because the light was so bright and so temperature hot. Uh, s- spent a little bit of money and and switched it out for an LED. Got the LED conversion kit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually brighter, whiter, and lasts like twelve hours. Oh wow! So big difference there. Oh yeah, definitely. Have you seen the flashlights that charge themselves? Those the ones you shake? Yeah. They I've seen them, yeah. They actually work. Really? Yeah. Uh, one of our clients you has You have to go one. like this? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like that weight that you have to do, you know, disgusting. Oh, yeah. It looks like you're doing something, you're working out to do something disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, but yeah, you shake the flashlight and it creates uh, energy that charges the battery enough yeah. to light the flashlight. Kind of so. like the crank up radios and stuff. Yeah. It's like solar-powered flashlight kind of thing. Dehydrated so. water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, yeah, this these six these new bulbs. I don't know. We'll see what the LEDs look like. I hope they look at, look pretty well. Actually, it also said on Thursday, Lighting Sciences Group also introduced a sixty-watt replacement called called the sixty-watt uh, replacement called the Definity A19 bulb, which gives off seven hundred and seventy lumens and only consumes nine watts. Wow. So now there's a LED light bulb war. Cool. Um, so maybe they'll be free at some point. Yeah, they won't use exactly. any power. You can run them off of a button cell battery. Yeah. And then on Wednesday, for example, uh, Limnus Lighting introduced a Ferox 500 LED retrofit, which puts out 500 lumens, a bit more than a typical 40-watt incandescent priced at under $40. 
the president of the company, Warren Phillips, predicts that prices for these lights will fall into $30 by the end of the year and $10 in five years. So, what was that? I was trying to mute, mute us. <laughs> I hear music in the background, too. Because I'm getting ready to play the A-Team. Oh, are you? Okay. March 7th, 1987, season five, episode 13. Oh, really? Was that a good episode? Without reservations. Did you know about that one? Is that no, one like it just one came you remember out. stuck in your mind and said, you know, when I grow up? Uverse actually just started a thing now where you can watch TV online. Oh, that's cool. So, wow. Comcast was doing that, too. A lot of the shows that were on Comcast, if you missed them, you could watch them online. I think they still do that. I just haven't partaked. I don't, I don't watch that much TV anymore. But, um, I'll have to let this queue up. I'll have to watch the A-Team. Anyway, oh, it's coming from Hulu. So they're uh, just pulling it from Hulu. Oh, that's a rip-off. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you know, lighting and everything, <clears throat> electric. I mean, it's great. It's great technology. It's a great uh, innovative, innovative, innovative way. Ooh, innovative. I'll get it right. I promise. Uh, innovative way to, uh, you know, save energy and and everything else. But I just don't like the lighting colors. I don't like the colors. I like it warm. Yep. I like it natural. You know, just like I like my women. <laughs> warm and, and natural. natural. So. Um, oh, natural. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with this stuff. It's. I'm sure it'll come around. Maybe eventually they can. I've, I've seen the pinkish colored lights. That they kind of do it, a pinkish tint yeah, to it to make re- it look more. They have the reveal lights that were supposed to be more natural. I used those right. for a little bit in the kitchen, and actually those weren't too bad. Right. Um, the kitchen I have now actually has, um, actually it had, I take that back because I replaced that light. Because when I got there, it had it had fluorescent bulbs it was this big, huge, kind of like what's above here. Right. And it had these really funky four-post um, uh, fluorescent bulbs in them that were like 15 bucks a pop. Damn. And they didn't last very long. So that's why I ended up, it was supposed to be some earth-friendly light, <laughs> you know, because I was spending $100 a year in bulbs on it. <laughs> right. So I ended up replacing, I think we got something from Ikea. That, that And I put some of those reveal bulbs in it once. And actually, those are kind of nice because they, they do, they're kind of purplish looking when they're off, but they actually produce a really nice light. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's better. That's actually what I have in my reading lamp is a reveal light. Oh, that's cool. I think it's better. Maybe I just go back to candles. I'm going to have a candle <laughs> chandelier in the dining room. There you go. And that could be a hit. You burn, never know. Burn the house down. Well, Obama's goal is to outlaw incandescent lights. Yeah, they're already trying to do it in Europe. Yeah. So it'll happen. It always, If it happens in Europe, it'll happen here. It always does. Makes it here eventually. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, before we get to our closing comment here... Um, I just wanted to see if our listeners can give us a little bit of feedback on the new format where uh, instead of breaking up in the national news, technology news, and all these different kind of rigid segments, uh, <laughs> what we've decided to do is just kind of each of it, <coughs> excuse me, each of us pick a couple of topics, um, have a little discussion, play some music in between, and, you know, kind of just play it by ear. So a little less structured than what we were doing before. Um, the goal was actually to make the show shorter. But uh, I think we're running long again. <laughs> we're running a little long. So, we're not too bad. We're no? not two and a half hours. I'll do no. that. Okay. So, so we'll, and we'll, it'll, I think it'll go a little I quicker. think we're about an hour and a half right about All now. right. So we'll, we'll fix it. Okay. But we're, we're tweaking, but we're trying, to, we're trying to figure out if this new format will work out well. We're not going to be so, yeah, rigid. I like that. That was a good word. It Thank was very you. rigid. Thank you. So we like to do different topics, take a music break topic, music break discussion. Yes. Kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, give us some feedback. Let us know if uh, you guys think that's a better way to go or if the old way was. So um, so we're going to move on to our final <laughs> comment here, so to say. 
Um, I came I came across this little news tip, and you really have to visit the website in order to get the full effect. Um, there is a business. <laughs> there is an actual legitimate business uh, at revengecrabs.com. Yes, folks, revengecrabs.com. <laughs> this is, um, this is awful. It, it says it says here, uh, public lice is what we do. In short, we give crabs to it's your not, ex-girlfriend. It's not public. Did I say public? Yes. I'm in, <laughs> in the publics. <laughs> Pubic. Sorry, did I? Oh, man. It's been a long day. I, I agree. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Pubic lice is what we do. In short, we give crabs to your ex-girlfriend. No. If, if it, no ifs, not too many ands, but we promise a very itchy butt. <laughs> oh, You've got an X, a grudge, and a valid credit card with matching billing and shipping address, and we've got crabs. If you want a way to get back that doesn't involve permanent damage or risk personal injury or jail time, you now have a place to turn. It's not illegal, though we're constantly under fire for breaking the law and criminally indictable or civil civilly litigable jeez um what we're doing is totally legal like we've always known and proved yes it's assault no it isn't at the very worst it's malicious mischief it's hazardous biologic material no it isn't it's no different than selling sea monkeys or an ant farm (laughs) you could ruin somebody's life somebody's life has already been ruined maybe you should have thought of that before you broke up with your soulmate Yes. Uh, yeah. I love. I love their article here. It says, "Wife fucking your friends, roommate driving you mad. <laughs> Get Give the best, the best revenge. revenge. Revenge crabs. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Watching them itch and burn is half the fun. Order today. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Mays should have been the one selling. No this. kidding. I would have loved to be Billy Mays here he'd be for itching his beard. <laughs> he'd be like, oh, 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 oh wow, man." So holy moly, this is expensive. Oh my god. Look at the look at the don't say it, but look underneath the main advertisement. I know I saw that. I did not cultural sensitivity (laughs) seminars. Wow. Yeah. That's horrible. Yes, a single colony is a hundred bucks. The silver package is two nineteen. The gold (laughs) package is two ninety eight. Oh my god. Same day shipping, sixty bucks. (laughs) This is wrong. Wow, this is really wrong. Uh, so anyway, check out the site. Um, I haven't got any pop-ups or viruses from it. But um, but yeah, revenge, revengecrabs.com. Um, I wouldn't suggest buying anything there. Did you read the testimonial <laughs> on the left? <laughs> Hold on. Oh. I'm a shaver, so I never <laughs> thought I'd get crabs my ex still seated my bed and he got me good because my other boyfriend caught them instead of me. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, but there's no way that's a real testimonial. No, this is just, this is wrong. <laughs> it's totally wrong, but it's newsworthy. It is and newsworthy. And you heard it first here on Man Fights Order Back. Order our major infestation package and save $10. <laughs> <laughs> Shop online now and save in bulk. Oh my god, this site's wrong. It's and it, it it really is a real business. It's not a joke. So wow, some people are bored. I don't know who would have sat around and thought about this one. Probably happened over a bottle of tequila. I would think so. Yeah, and a bad idea or a bad breakup. <laughs> yeah, or that too. Um. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> Okay, I think I'm going to move on to our last final song here, which is actually, I think, a pretty 
a pretty good one considering what we just talked about. Um, this band is, uh, let me get their, their name here. It's, it's kind of a comedy band actually. So, um, this song is called, it's by Al Phillip and the Woo team. And the name of this song is guys. Can't you see my girl has fleas here on man fights back. Oh, Coy, let's troll it again. Did something. See, 